Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. So it's a time of the year that no one really looks forward to. It is tax season. And of course, during this time, the IRS or whatever tax agency for your local jurisdiction is singing, it's the most wonderful time of the year because this is when they take our money. And if you're anything like me, this is not the most fun topic to talk about or even cover. However, I want to discuss two pieces of information that I came across within the last 48 hours. And in order to do that, we're going to dive into this fun topic that we called crypto taxes. And if you go back to episode number 65, titled NFTs are fun, taxes are not, and jail is even worse, I really go into a lot of information that I heard from various crypto accountants and people that were really specialized in this area. First and foremost, I want to put this out there that I am not a tax professional. However, spending a lot of time speaking to accountants in the spaces, researching this, and then diving into various information that comes across my desk or eyes, if you will, I really am just sharing and condensing all of that. And starting with episode number 65, I dove into that. But today, I received an email from OpenSea, and it reads, Did you know that buying NFT with crypto is a taxable event? Taxes can be complex, but we've made it easy by partnering with Cointracker. And Cointracker is an app that basically connects to your wallet and logs all the different transactions to figure out what your tax bill should be. However, it is not an exact science. And if you listen to episode 65, I really go into all the different nuances, the different uh, viewpoints of whether or not NFTs are an asset or they're a collectible, how they should be taxed. And really, it's a whole bunch of gray area. So although this feature is offered and there's various apps that will connect to multiple wallets and try to get the exact tax rate, even this email in itself is a little confusing in the simple sense that it says, did you know that buying an NFT with crypto is a taxable event? Now, that also juggles two schools of thoughts. Now, let's say someone has Ether and then buys an Ethereum-based NFT and it's still on the Ethereum network. Some people will say that that is a taxable event because you're switching from one asset class, meaning the Ether token, to another asset class, which is the NFT. Then other people will say that is not a taxable event. It is just like making a purchase because if you go to a store and you purchase a hat or a burger or whatever it might be, it might not be a taxable income event. And some people say there is sales tax and then there's all sorts of debates. How is this going to work? Is this going to be a sales tax transaction? Is this going to be income tax? How does that affect the wallet holder and the person that actually holds it? And this will make anyone's head spin. So that is the reason why if you have considerable amounts of asset, just to speak to a tax professional, especially one that specializes in crypto and understands all these nuances, because when they put all together your papers, it's their job to really navigate all these tax laws, which are ever changing, because just as Web3 is morphing and shaping and literally being built as we speak every week, every day is something new. The same thing is happening with the tax code. The government has no clue how to navigate all of that. So this stuff is all in the gray area. There's very few actual laws and books on the uh, record right now because they're still trying to figure this out. And in the U.S., they just had an executive order not so long ago. A lot of people in the crypto community were very afraid of thinking that, okay, the U.S. government is about to crack down on crypto and everything is going to go down. The sky is falling. Here comes the end. The end is nigh. That did not happen. What that executive order actually was basically splitting up the different areas of research 
for the SEC and all these various parties that help to regulate markets and the government and understanding financial transactions and then seeing what is an asset and all these different things. And all he really did in that executive order is he split up all the responsibilities among these different departments so that they can go out and basically figure out what's going on with crypto so they know what to do going forward. Now, I suspect that if the government could shut all of this down, honestly, they probably would because having all of these uh, blockchains and Bitcoin and alternatives to whatever centralized uh, government-backed currency is within their borders does put a lot of pressure on uh, their government and the, uh, the central bank to actually do things right and have responsible monetary policies. However, that is a topic in itself that I'm not even going to really go into. But that's why you see totalitarian governments such as China absolutely cracking down on this stuff because they can't afford to give the people the power. And again, Not going into all of that detail, but you can definitely research that. Why would a totalitarian government not be interested in Web3 cryptocurrencies and would want Bitcoin banned and all of these different things? And what is actually going on with a central bank currency such as the US dollar, the euro, or whatever currency is in pretty much every single government right now around the world, every jurisdiction has a central bank that regulates its monetary policies For the most part, over the last 20 years or so, all the countries that did not have that central bank, they have been toppled and war has really disposed their leisures and all sorts of crazy stuff has happened in the world. But going back to the topic at hand, crypto taxes and how is all this stuff going to be handled? It's all gray area. So this email in itself debates that, puts it up there. But then here's the thing. A lot of people will decide to go rogue and say they're not going to pay their taxes and the government has no right to do that and they are just going to avoid it. They're going to try to do all sorts of shenanigans, hiding their wealth, hiding their assets, and that could be a very dangerous thing. And if you listen to that episode 65, I dove into the issue that what brought down Al Capone, that kingpin that was running Chicago mobs, is he didn't pay taxes. They couldn't get him for murder, but they got him away for taxes. And governments want their money. Granted, they're the ones who are controlling it. They're printing it. However, it is easier for you to get away with murder than it is to get away with tax evasion. And that was proven. That was 100 years ago. And it is still true till this day. But this is not all doom and gloom. I want to shed some light on a positive news that I got. And this really came across with a particular lawsuit that is possibly going forward. And in summary, there is a couple that is in crypto. They seem to be a fairly well-off family. They have various assets of different classes and what have you. And their name is the Jarrett. And they had a considerable amount of Tezos tokens that were staked. As a result, they received token rewards, which totaled in 8,876. And the way the IRS saw this as income because the staking rewards were now added to their wallet. Therefore, the way the IRS sees this is that couple made an income and taxed it. Their argument, the couple's argument is that no, this was not a taxable event. This was not income and it should not be taxed at the reward level. It should be taxed if they turn around and sell it. Because for example, Ford or some other company is not taxed on the production. They are taxed on the sale. And that was the argument. So anyways, 
They ended up paying about $4,000 in taxes to the IRS before filing a lawsuit and filing a complaint against the IRS. Now, we usually hear it the other way around that the IRS is auditing and running down people and trying to get money from them, but this was actually in the reverse. The citizens looked at the law, said this was unfair, and the way this is being implemented, they should not be taxed on this. So they turned around and they filed a complaint against the IRS. Now, in a interesting sequence of events, the IRS then issued a refund of about $4,000 and sent it to the couple. However, they refused it. Now, you might be wondering, what is the issue? Why would they refuse this? This is what they were complaining against. They got what they wanted. So why not just accept it and move on? The reason why they did not accept this is because they want to take it to federal court so that way there could be a ruling. Why is this significant as opposed to just taking the money? If they just take the money and basically it goes away. It's like a settlement here. Here's your money. Yes, we were bullied. We did things that were questionable. However, here you go. Go away. That's basically what would happen if they just accepted this and moved on. Nothing would come from it. But because they want to go to court on this now, they are going to set a precedent. When a judge rules against this, what this does is for all subsequent incidences, that happened just like this, all the staking that goes on in DeFi or in whatever it is, airdrops, all these different things, that ruling is going to trickle down and affect every single one of those going forward because that is the rule of law. The precedent was set by that judge in this particular case. So going forward, the IRS cannot charge individuals for their staking rewards or whatever they're getting. And that is going to be very interesting in the sense that this space is really just growing and a lot of companies and projects are incorporating various ways of tokens and stakings and rewards and there's interest by all sorts of decentralized finance, DeFi, and things are going to get very interesting because it is a complete nightmare of trying to figure out how that is going to be taxed. When I purchase something, let's say for a dollar and then I resell it for two dollars, I know that the income is that dollar that split between the cost of goods and the resale value. That is the profit is a $1 profit. So I should be taxed on that $1. However, it is very hard to calculate that I purchased something for a dollar and I received a reward for let's say 10 cents or whatever it might be. And down the line, I sold it for a different price. Maybe I sold it for even less than what I paid. It was everything was less than a dollar. So why should I be taxed at a higher income initially? And if If this is making your head spin, honestly, this is why this is a complete headache. Because as we saw right now, we're going through an NFT winter with a lot of prices of projects that were very high even two or three months ago. They are rock bottom right now. It's like Black Friday. Everything is on sale in the market and projects are not selling out. People are saying that the bubble has popped and all sorts of different things. But I wouldn't even go into all of that. But just imagine if you were someone that was taxed on this at, let's say, the peak price, and then all of a sudden everything falls to the floor and you can't even resell it for anywhere near what you paid for it, let alone cover that tax bill. And depending how this is argued, the IRS might even say when you resell it, since you didn't pay anything for it and those staking rewards you were taxed on it, you should still be taxed again because it was a zero transaction when you received it. So it should be taxed as a gift or whatever it might be. It could be absolutely crazy. So you can find people that are receiving airdrops and receiving things that are ending up at a loss. And that is where things get really crazy because do you really want a free NFT if you know that the government is going to tax it 
And even when you try to resell it, it's not even going to cover your tax bill? No, absolutely not. So this case is very important. And going forward, I would love to see how this actually happens. And if you're interested in it, you can actually track it. I'll leave a link to the Coindesk article where it just briefly summarizes everything because it really is a complex case and how they're arguing it. But just understand that it's the principle. It's not about the $4,000 that they could get the refund for. It is setting a precedent. And once it goes to court, that is going to affect all of us. So in my opinion, that is really good news. And I am excited. Of course, the IRS does not want it to go to court. The IRS is arguing that they refuse the refund. Therefore, it should be thrown out. There was an issue, they tried to deal with it, and they refused the remedy. Therefore, this couple should not see their day in court. So I'm rooting for them, and a lot of people in the crypto community, NFT community, are absolutely rooting for them because it really affects every single one of us. So hopefully I presented that without making your head spin or making you depressed because no one really likes to think about taxes. It is not a fun topic, but there is a positive spin to this and this lawsuit could help all of us. So I'd love to know, what are your thoughts on all of this, all this tax stuff? Was it making your head spin? And have you experienced anything as far as whatever tax jurisdiction that you are in with claiming this crypto and what have you? How has that worked out for you? I'd love to hear if you have any questions, comments, or concerns about all of this. And remember, I'm not a tax professional. All I could do is maybe point you towards an article or some information. So I do welcome that dialogue. However, it is not for the purpose of giving any kind of advice whatsoever because I'm trying to figure this stuff out as well. So hopefully you enjoyed this content. I want to thank you for taking the time to listening to it as we're building and shaping Web3 together. So as usual, until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.